want you to listen. Then what? Share it. The Melbourne Youth and Social Workers Group and the Knowledge on Tick podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land, the Boonarong and Wurundjeri people, their elders past and present. We would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the land, her children and our families. We would like all of us to show respect for each other, Mother Nature and the creatures on the land and the sea. Hey everyone, the Melbourne Youth and Social Work Facebook group would like to welcome you to the Knowledge on Tick podcast. We are Josh and Nat and we will be your co-hosts for the potty. Knowledge on Tick is a podcast offering real-life conversations and insights every week with workers in the field covering a range of topics surrounding the youth and social work world. We are so grateful to have you here and happy listening. So welcome to the very first uh, pilot episode of the podcast spin-off from the Facebook group, the Melbourne Youth and Social Workers. Uh, I am Josh. And I'm Nat. And this is our podcast, uh, Knowledge on Tick. Um, Nat, can you explain what on tick means? It's like after pay for drug dealers. Yeah. So you can pay it back later. <laughs> At a later date. At a later date. Um, which we hope people do find some knowledge from um, the people we meet, the people we talk to, and you might use it in your work. Um, you might find it totally irrelevant and useless. Um, but hopefully at a minimum entertaining. Yes. Um, so we are going to just run through a little bit about how the podcast is going to run, uh, give you a little bit of information about ourselves. Um, so I come from a youth work uh, background pretty much, um, have spent a little bit of time working with young people in custody um, and working with people in the community now. And you, Nat? I have a criminal justice background, um, working with statutory services and now working uh, with youth, drug and alcohol. Awesome. Yeah. So one of the ways that we're going to start off the podcast each week with our guests is with some notice, a few days, um, some questions to kind of get the ball rolling, um, kind of for us to learn a little bit about the people we're chatting with. Mm, um, yeah, exactly. So what we're going to do now is maybe just run through the questions um, that we'll be asking our guests. Um, we're going to ask each other. You can learn a little bit about us. Um, so the first question on the list is, uh, Nat, if you're happy to answer first, sure. is what do your parents do for work? So my dad is in, he's worked for a number of different companies, but he is in telecommunications, IT. He'd be really disappointed in that explanation of his, <laughs> of his employment. Um, but yeah, in the techie sort of side of the world for um, his whole life. Um, and my mum, my stepmom is a, she works in, well, previously worked in aged care. She is semi-retired now um, and is a wildlife officer. So rescues little joeys and um, there's constantly kangaroos at the house. And um, yeah, that's what she does. Yeah, right. Saves all the animals. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Is that voluntary? I'm just curious. Yeah, voluntary. It's not paid work. Yeah. Um, so she's sort of just signed up on like the registry or whatever. And if anything happens within uh, her council shire, she's the contact. Um, I think it's just something that I'm so used to though. Like people, mm-hmm. you'll see um, like Facebook posts or whatever of like holding a joey in a pouch in the house and you've got, you know, all of these animals and people are like, what? That's crazy. But it's just something that I've been around my whole life. So I guess I'm used to kangaroos in the lounge room sitting by the fire. <laughs> 
just read that. That's so Australian, isn't yes. it? Hopefully we get some people that listen yeah. to this from other countries and they're going to be like, I oh. told you it was real. I told you they ride them to school. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's so good. And drop bears, 100%. Yeah, they're real too, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Josh? What do your parents do for work? Uh, so I've never met my dad, actually. Yeah, so um, I don't know what he does. I know he doesn't pay child support. Um <laughs> So certainly not chasing him. No, no one's chasing him. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mum, my mum's done a fair few different things. Um, mainly when I was younger, she worked for um, airline comp- like airlines. Yeah. Um, doing computer related kind of um, booking people on seats and planning when flights were leaving and coming in and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then she shifted and kept kind of managerial roles and ended up working for a, diff- a bunch of different not for profits. Um, and he's still doing that now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That we kind of have overlapped, even though not directly, but mm. um, I guess we can kind of speak to one another's organisations and what have you. Do you think that motivated you to get into a similar field? No, I was no? I was actually in not-for-profits or working in like community space before her, before oh, she yeah. was. Yeah. Maybe you motivated her. Maybe. Oh. Mm. We'll bring mum on the potty and ask. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Cute. Um... So, who is the most famous or well-known person in your phone book? Uh, We've been chatting about this for a couple of days. Um, I think the most well-known person I have, I'm not going to say her name, I'm going to try to hide her identity (laughs) for her own sanity, Um, but a beautiful woman I used to work with who was actually an actor on a TV show that was my favourite TV show, Silver Sun, when I was younger. Um, I think her name was Leonella. Um, so she's probably the most famous. She's done a couple of other gigs with like Blue Healers and Home and Away. Oh. And, but she's probably the most famous person that I've uh, got the contact number for. Yeah. What about we, you, Josh? Well, that's funny because you mentioned bef- <laughs> we've, we have chatted about this before and what we realised is that this quite small show, which was a kid's show. Yeah, in on the 90s. 90s, ABC. Yeah. Like the after classic school. after school show. Yeah. Um, you'd probably flick over after watching Amazing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? <laughs> yeah. That actually, I knew a guy that was on the same show. Oh. So we weren't friends directly, but I went to school with his brother. Um, and I just think that's too weird that yeah. we both sort of... A show of from the 90s about going into, space going into space and creating life on other planets. It's so bizarre that we Wild. both knew someone. <laughs> yeah, it's so I weird. I Might rewatch some. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If you can find it. <laughs> it's not. I don't reckon it's on ABC iView. Unfortunately, I'll give it a crap. Yeah. So here we go. Um, for me, yes. um, he'll probably laugh, but um, I have a friend Matt um, who, um, amongst a bunch of different things that him and his wife do, um, he he has um, runs a few different businesses, um, but he's also had a few like um, professional MMA fights. Nice. Um, and his wife is um, kind of a well-known jeweler around Melbourne um, and the Surf Coast. So unfortunately. It's going to have to be Matt yeah. for lack of anyone more famous. Yeah. And he'll laugh and think I'm an idiot. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have the best answer. I'm going to go out and try and find more famous people's numbers now. True. And we can revisit at a later date. That would be funny, actually. Competition. Yeah. Six months from now. Who's got the better who famous can, contact? Who can creep? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, what job wouldn't you do? I would not, I almost forgot what I decided then. I would not work in a morgue. I think. um, Why? (laughs) Why? I think the idea of hearing someone knock on a freezer door in the middle of the night still being alive, wrongly pronounced dead, would scare the shit out of me. Um, 
like sitting the same eerie late at night, sort of just surrounded by dead people, like not nice. And I yeah. think I have too much of a belief in the spiritual world not to be wigged the fuck out by that. Hundred percent, yeah. Because it wouldn't take um, someone closing the the door too loudly, yeah. the just the the walls shifting in the wind um, yeah. to get in your head. Mm-hmm. I love that when you think about these types of things that you automatically always kind of picture someone that works heaps of overtime. Yeah. So they're there at night. <laughs> like realistically, you're probably there between oh, no. nine and five. But, <laughs> but I imagine yeah. that anyone that works in a morgue is always working at least 9pm till four o'clock in the morning. A hundred percent. We all do. With all the monsters. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> People die 24 hours a day. It's not limited nine to five. It's so inconvenient when they do things like that. <laughs> Fucking got to go. <laughs> What about you, Josh? What drug wouldn't you do? Um, so I've got a lot of friends who are tradies um, and we chat uh, about our our weeks, you know, and we catch up, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear the stories about the early wake-ups in the mud and the dirt, especially plumbing, I think, is something as interesting as it would be to have the skill. I just don't think that I can do the manual labour and I'm happy to admit happy to admit that. Um, getting dirty in, out in the cold, digging holes, uh, it's not for me. Which yeah. is funny because as people out there will probably have experienced a similar thing. When I have this conversation with my friend and he'll tell me about what he's been doing and I'll say, I don't know how you can do that. He'll say, well, I don't know how you do what you do. Mm. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're all here and doing what we do for a reason, I suppose. Yeah, everyone has their niche. Yeah. And yours isn't shoveling shit for a living. It is absolutely not. <laughs> it is absolutely not. You probably should have done a uh, swear warning <laughs> in my potty mouth. So. Potty mouth. Good name for your podcast. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, am I going? Go for it. Yeah. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, this is a really tricky one because I'm sure I've received heaps. But one thing that has stuck with me is I think I was going through like a bit of teenage anxiety around about something mm-hmm. um, and not wanting to, to like probably go to a party or go to something, you know, as a teenager. And I remember my mum saying to me, if you don't want to go, don't go. Or if you don't, you know, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Yeah. And it just really stuck with me because it was very simple mm. and it kind of, when you break it down, there's no loss really. If you don't want to do something, then you don't have to do it. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it stuck with me. Mm. Yeah. How about for you, Nat? Have you got a best piece? Yeah. I think my best piece of advice would be from my dad. Our parents are coming in strong here. Mm. Pieces of advice. But mine would be from my dad and that was everything happens for a reason. Um, and I think for me, that's probably just a piece of advice that stuck with me through the years in regards to, you know, bad shit happens sometimes, but there's always good at the end of the door, uh, end of the tunnel, you know, one door closes, another one opens. Um, and I think it, it definitely served a purpose in some, in giving me some insight and some solace in that piece of advice that, you know, things will sort of change and everything happens for a reason. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, a really, um, it's a very sweet piece of advice because you can find some solace in yeah. in that as well and that positive self-talk and you know mm. the things that um you know i think a lot of these topics would come up hopefully with different guests we have on yeah. we talk about well-being and stuff like that but being able to have that yeah. within yourself and especially a piece of advice that someone gives you mm. for you to really take on like that yeah it's important mm, for sure hmm um, a question you asked me a while ago and we added it to the list is what's yeah. your aha moment? For me, 
sorry, aha moment relating to work. Like, yeah. why do you do this? Yeah. Or why did you get into it? What was it that you were just like, I'm going to do this and not be a plumber yeah. or a mortician yeah. or what have you? <laughs> yeah, this is my jam. This is what I do, what I do. If anything, let's get a mortician on here or someone works Can in a morgue and go, what was your aha moment that made you want to work with dead people? Yeah. Because that we? would be, a, yeah, why not? There's got to be a social fun. work or youth work aspect to it somewhere. <laughs> Working with families. Would you like to come and view the dead body? There would be, 100%. 100%. We can find one. Um, my aha moment, I was saying to you earlier, I, I just, and I think a lot of people, anyway, I would assume, kind of have had this. Mm. But I remember being in high school, maybe year seven or year eight, and meeting one of the, the girls in my year level. Um. She, we, we ended up just chatting one day as you do and she kind of was sharing with me some sort of dark thoughts she was having and things went very well you know now I would say that she was probably um, feeling anxious depressed um, thoughts of self-harm you know that sort of clinical language but at the time she was just explaining the best she could to me and I remember being able to identify this asking her a few questions and then talking to a teacher mm-hmm. and now I look back and I probably think that she might have been involved in child protection or at least had trauma in her life and what have you but it just came naturally to me to want to seek it out yeah i kind of knew naturally sort of how to follow some supports and i think i remember like checking in with her again you know like a few days later and stuff um that's awesome yeah yeah and i was like i was like kind of figured out around youth work and that youth work was a tafe subject and you didn't need a get an enter score to do TAFE and yeah. at the age of like 16 I kind of given up on school yeah. and uh, in terms of the um, educational side mm. um, and it was just like I'm going to be a youth worker I don't need to go to uni yeah. I mean ironically now I know you can go to uni and do psychology and social work <laughs> and all these other things um, but yeah it was just I'd, my, I'd made my mind up at that point yeah. which is quite funny how about you an aha moment I think my yeah we've been talking about this and I think my aha moment which I literally just realised before talking about it I think the irony was that I came up with the question didn't even have my own um, would have to be um, when I initially started out my career and started in um, at a statutory service with government um, and I went to a conference that was run by a youth agency and they had a panel of um, young people up the front talking about what they think a good youth worker would be and what they needed from their worker to best support them um and i remember one of the young females that was up there um and had been asked you know what what do you need in a youth worker how do we do our job better pretty much how do we best support you and and she said we spend you know we as young people um being the mini entrepreneurs they are Mm. spend most of our time um and she was a substance user and she said she spends most of her time hiding her substance use from the people around her and from her immediate circle um that she and as a result of that she has such a good bullshit radar and she said for her <clears throat> sorry i got a bit of a cough mm-hmm. she said for her um showing up and sitting with a youth worker with one of the best bullshit radars she could sniff it a mile away so if your heart wasn't in it and if you weren't going to sit there and show up and be there and be that um support person for that young person that just don't do it if your heart's not in it and I think in that moment for me, I realized that my heart wasn't in the work I was doing. Mm. Um, you know, it was very bureaucratic. It was very step-by-step. Step. It was compliance management. There was no passion or there was no love for the work there. Um, and then I made, yeah, made some moves and switched the sector a little bit and found that. That's yeah. probably my 
aha moment from sitting there at a conference. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's good. And you're right. That I mean, people listening will, will know straight away that young people, um, unfortunately, that are involved in like community services and what have you are very good at just picking up like the bullshit yeah um but even funny like i always when people ask me and they probably ask you that all the barbecue questions you know like yeah. you just you end up telling someone that you are <gasps> what do you do for work oh yeah. no yeah work go. at coles yeah <laughs> just to avoid it i work in a morgue yeah true i'm gonna so, start saying no you can get way more questions um but people talk about working in custody and what have you and and I, one of the things that i kind of joke about is that they just pick things straight away they know if you're weak or if you're strong if yep. you're going to bend the rules if you're not yep. um you could walk in after the weekend and they'll say to you probably before your boyfriend or your husband did mm. oh you got a new haircut yeah and you know they're just onto it and sure kids in custody have a lot of time to kind of look at these different things but even in the community um you know they're they're red hot with that kind of stuff it's um it's really good i, I like that they have more of those youth-led um, sort of programs and things yeah. for staff members. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I think a big part of the work is connection and, you know, rapport building and, um, you know, being predictable and stability and having all of those qualities as a worker is inevitably going to set you up well. But if you're sitting there with a vulnerable client, they're going to sniff that straight away. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we're going to wrap up really quickly, or shortly rather. One of the things that... Um, I guess to give anybody that is part of the um, Facebook group um, some context yeah. is I literally like looked on Facebook for a group to join for youth workers and social workers in Melbourne mm. um, to share information, find information, connect with people, what have you. Uh, I couldn't find anything, so I created one. Yeah. And we're currently sitting at sort of, I think, about 950 members, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in a similar fashion, I think like a lot of people uh, and podcasting being so popular these days was like, well, what podcasts are out there for me to listen to, Mm. to hear people's stories. And what I particularly wanted to hear was not theories and frameworks. Like I didn't want to download a uni lecture and get all of this stuff. I wanted to hear some really practical um, information, hear some stories take away whatever I could take away mm. and put it into my own work. Um, and I think you see the realness of something in that anyway. Like I remember when I was at uni and my lecturer saying to me, we can sit here and we can teach you theoretical things yeah. for years. Mm. But until you're in it, hundred percent, you'll never get it. Yeah. So we will teach you this as a baseline and then you go out there and you learn yeah. in the real world. That's you know? right. And I don't, I don't even think as a worker, I don't sit there and go specifically, right now I'm using this framework and this clinical guideline and, you know, so I think being able to listen to people have real conversations about the work and, you know, the, the nitty and the gritty and the shit stuff and the good stuff. and mm. That's it. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if you've done four years, eight years of uni, whatever. Yeah. The day you graduate and you go and work in a job, you're working with human beings. Yeah. Or if you go and do your cert for in youth work mm-hmm. and you go out on the job, you're dealing with human beings. Yeah. And... I, yeah, so I look for a podcast. There are a number of um, there are a number of youth work, social work podcasts out there. None that I could particularly find that were Melbourne based. Mm. Um, and so, in a similar fashion, with a few suggestions from friends, um, decided to start the podcast and find a co-host. <laughs> Ta-da! And here she is. Um, so we've got planned at this point in time. 
a range of different guests. We're going to look for people yeah. who come from all walks of life in all different fields. Mm. If um, there's any topics you want to hear about, let us know. If there's if you're a person that would like to be on the podcast, you've got a subject that you want to get out there, you want people to be hearing about, drop us a line. Absolutely. Mm. Um, at the moment, you know, we're looking at trying to get people to come and discuss um, drug and alcohol, mental health. Mm. Um, we've got someone lined up that works in like men's behavioural change programs. Yeah. We're hoping... Someone resilience-based training with a bit of a history with VicPol. Yeah. Um, at the moment, that's it. But hey, we've got the We're ball rolling. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but there's plenty of people out there. So I think... I think it'll be really good. Um, any feedback's welcome. Please, yeah, jump on the um, Facebook group. And please, if there's anybody that you think would benefit from joining the group, uh, the podcast is obviously available to anyone who wants to find it. Um, but just, yeah, suggest to your friends if they want to join the group, kind of create our own little community, yeah. share some information and what have you. Mm. We'll go from there. That's us, I think. That's us? Yeah. Um, all right, so hopefully... You know, a few days from now, we're going to be able to um, put out episode one. Uh, our first interview is with a drug and alcohol worker named Sarah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, let us know what you think. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Knowledge on Tick. Please like and share the podcast, invite your friends and colleagues into the group and get in touch if there are any guest speakers you'd like to hear from or any topics you'd like covered. Take care and enjoy your week.